Welcome to Uncovering Jesus. The love of Jesus is the source of all salvation. Let's begin. Here's your host, Josh Alexander. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Uncovering Jesus. I hope you all have been doing amazing and hope that you've had an amazing and a marvelous week. Uh, today, I've got a, an exciting little teaching that I, I want to share with you. It's something that I've been thinking about the past few days, and, and, and I think it's something that we need to teach on a little bit more. But before we get started, I want us to start off with a word of prayer. So I want you to bow your head and, and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to bless your name. We magnify you, Father. We adore you. We we honor you, Father. We thank you for the privilege of your word. We thank you for the privilege of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for your goodness and your mercy and your kindness that you bestow upon us on a daily basis, Father. And Lord, let our hearts be ready. Let our hearts be open, Father. Let our minds, Father, let our spirits be focused on you, Father, as we share your word, Father, and as we, we fellowship together. Uh, in the blessed name of Jesus, we worship you and we bless you forevermore. Amen. Today, so today's message is on um, gatekeepers. What is the significance of a gatekeeper? Um, I'm not too sure. Some of you might know a little bit, uh, a bit more than me on, on on what a gatekeeper is on the topic of a gatekeeper. It sounds a little bit interesting, sounds a little bit different. Um, you know, you might wonder and ask yourself, what is a gatekeeper and what is the significance of a gatekeeper in our everyday life? I'm going to take it from a biblical perspective um, because this is a Christian channel. And uh, I want to take it from a biblical perspective for you to sort of get a deeper understanding of uh, the importance of a gatekeeper in your life. And throughout this throughout this little, I guess, um, teaching, I want you to begin to think about who, who those gatekeepers are um, that God has positioned in your life because those are the ones that are, 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 are the vital keys to your destiny. So it's very important that you begin to think about those people, who those people are, and begin to, um, you know, really recognize them and begin to highlight those people in your life and begin to have a deeper and a, and a greater connection with them as well, uh, because this is very important for your destiny. So before we start, before I get you to open your Bible, I want to give you a definition of what a gatekeeper is. This will sort of make the flow of this little teaching um, very easy to follow. So the definition of gatekeeper is a gatekeeper is an, is an attendant employed to control who goes through a gate. Glory to God. So I'm going to do that again. A gatekeeper is somebody who is employed to control who goes through a gate or a passage. Okay. So it is somebody who controls access to something, something of value. For example, um, a great city. Or, 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 for example, something something that is highly classified, um, or something that requires a, a great deal of access, um, and that who the gatekeeper is. So, gatekeeper is somebody who controls um, these areas uh, in 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 you know in a very in in every environment. Glory to God. So, I want you now to turn your Bible to book, to the book of John, chapter one. We're going to read from verse twenty three. Um, so, once you get there, so this is this is on the story of John. And, and this is John and Jesus. I wanna, I'm going to give you examples throughout throughout this little teaching, I suppose. Give you little examples of who gatekeepers are. So in this instance, we read about John being the forerunner, 
the one that God has orchestrated for him to go before the coming of our Lord Jesus, before the Messiah was to come. And John was uh, was somebody that was sent to prepare the way for the Lord. Somebody was sent to, to, to make the path straight and to prepare the people's hearts for the Messiah, for when he comes. So this is this is the book of John chapter 1, verse 23. Um, the, the passages before that were the Pharisees and the Jews, they were asking who John is and who, he, and who he claimed to be. And then this is John's response to the Pharisees and the Jews and those who were asking him this particular question. John said in the book of John chapter 1, verse 23, he said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, glory to God. So he said, I am the one who was sent ahead to make the, the path straight for the Lord, as was as it was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. Glory to God. So now we know what John was, what what I guess what was John's purpose. Um, and then if you scroll down to verse 29, it says that the next day John he saw he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Glory to God. So then the next day, John, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And this is very significant. This is when John was beginning to introduce Jesus to the world. Glory to God. He knew his purpose. He, he knew his purpose and he knew what God has orchestrated for him to do. Glory to God. So John has uh, a, a very large following. We read that John was a man of influence. He had a large following. The, the voice of John was, was so powerful that people would come from each corners of Israel and come and be baptized by John. People will come from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. And imagine this man carried the spirit. This man was, was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And it says that John, people would often come to John and be baptized of who be baptized of him. Hallelujah. So then that's the verse 29 in, in, in uh, verse 29, uh, chapter one. It says that Jesus then was walking towards John and John began to tell the people, behold, this is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I hope you're getting a bit of an idea of, of, of which, of how I am progressing in this. So the first thing, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are in your life. God will always place gatekeepers, gatekeepers, even though Jesus was the son of God, he still needed a gatekeeper. Can you imagine? Even though he was the Messiah, even though he was Adonai, he needed a gatekeeper. For example, and for instance, when we read in the scriptures, even though Jesus was God himself, he could have just come and manifested himself into the world. But no, God had to subject himself to his laws. He had to subject himself to his, his, his decrees and his standards. Glory to God. So he had to come through first the passage of a woman. He had to now be formed in the womb of Mary. Glory to God. So the passage to this, to this world every day is through the womb of a woman. That is the passage. That is the gate. So women are gatekeepers. Glory to God. Women are gatekeepers into our world. Any human being that has come to this world has to come through the passage, through the womb of a woman. So that is just an example. So now God comes in the flesh in Jesus. And now he has to go and submit himself to John. Hallelujah. He had to go and submit himself to John. So John now automatically becomes the gatekeeper. He becomes the one who, who introduces the Messiah to the world. And that is the first thing here that we read in the, in the first chapter of John, 
when he declared, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That is amazing. And then I'm going to scroll a little bit further down, um, verse 35. And then it says, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, behold, the Lamb of God. Glory to God. Then the two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Glory to God. So even John got to a point where he was saying, hey, I must decrease that he may increase. Because this is the one who comes and takes over. Glory to God. Sorry, if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go a little bit further back up again. Um, after I read 29, verse 29, I'm gonna read verse 30. Um, verse 30. This is what John said after he declared that this is the this is the Messiah who is gonna take away the sins of the the sins of the world. And then verse 30, John says, "This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me." Glory to God. So John had a revelation. He had a divine revelation. He says, "I myself did not know him." But for this purpose, I came baptizing with water that he might be that he might be revealed to Israel. Glory to God. It says that I came baptizing with water that he may be revealed to Israel. He was talking about Jesus. This is the purpose of the gatekeeper. You see, a gatekeeper is for what you are for. Hallelujah. A gatekeeper is somebody who is for what you are for. It's somebody who is sent to help you fulfill your call. A gatekeeper is somebody who has the keys to your destiny. Glory to God. And this is what John said. He says that I have spoken of this person. I knew him. I do not know him. But for this purpose, I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And Joel bore witness. And then John bore witness. I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove. And it remained on him. This is when John, this is when Jesus came to be baptized of John. And John said, no, I cannot, I cannot baptize you. I'm sure all of you are familiar with that story. Jesus said, no, John, you have to baptize me. Let it be done so that the scriptures will be fulfilled. Glory to God. So now John was now in the place where he said, Lord, but you are the Messiah. You baptize me. I'm not worthy to even untie your shoelace. But Jesus said, no, let it be done. You baptize me, John, so that the scripture can be fulfilled. Do you see the pattern there? John recognized that, hey, I want to submit to you, Jesus, because you are greater than I. You might say, look, you might be even more gifted. For example, you might have a gatekeeper that you might be more gifted than that gatekeeper in whatever area, whatever field of life it may be. You may be more gifted, you may be more anointed, but you have to always remember, you must always assume the position of humility. That, what is, that is the power. That is, what, that is what you call power under control. Remember, recognizing the value of a gatekeeper is power under control. You cannot be somebody. No one in this world raises themselves. You can never say that I've raised myself, even from a child. A child cannot raise themselves. A child needs a father or a mother. If, if one or the two are not there, a child cannot raise themselves. Glory to God. So this is what John was saying. This is the one that is going to baptize you with fire and with the Holy Spirit. He said, even his shoelace are not worthy to untie and as we read the scriptures, when John baptized, Jesus says that there was a voice broke out in the heavens. And the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove. And the voice said, Behold, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Glory to God. It says the heavens opened after that baptism. And this is when Jesus' ministry began. And then when we read later on in the same verses, this is when John said, This is the Lamb of God. 
Behold the Lamb of God. And his disciples then from that moment began to follow Jesus. There's such a power in this verse that when John preached, he preached Christ. He preached Jesus. He preached the Messiah. It really matters what you preach. Are you preaching to bring people onto you? Are you preaching to turn eyes to you? Or are you preaching to turn eyes to Jesus? And this is a great example. John was preaching a message and he said, this is the one whom you need to follow. And John said, I must decrease that he may increase. Glory to God. That is amazing. And then Jesus, his ministry took off from that moment. So there's a significance and there's a power in having a gatekeeper in your life. I hope this has been able to help you realize and begin to think about the gatekeepers that, are, that, that the Lord has positioned in your life right now in this moment. And I'm gonna, I want us to turn our Bible again to the book of Numbers, uh, chapter 27, verse 18. I'm just giving you a little bit more example so that you are more familiar of um, who, who those gatekeepers are. Glory to God. So this is, again, the story of Moses and Joshua. And it says in verse 18, so Numbers 27, verse 18, it says, So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. Make him stand before Eleazar, the priest, and all the congregation, and you shall commission him in their sight. You shall invest him with some of your authority, that all the congregation of the people of Israel may obey. Glory to God. So the Lord is saying, hey, now, Moses, I want you to take up Joshua, the one whom you've been walking with. Glory to God. You know, we read the story of Joshua and Moses and how Joshua served under Moses. He knew that his destiny was tied to Moses. He knew that my destiny is tied to this man. Whatever I do, I'm going to be there. Glory to God. Whatever I do, I'm going to submit and hearken myself unto his sayings. Glory to God. You see, you can never serve. You can never be served unless you begin to serve. So you must serve. You see, the, 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 the unction or the anointing that you honor is the anointing that will work for you. Glory to God. The unction that you honor, the anointing that you honor, that you respect, is that which will work for you. Remember, there are principles. Even Jesus himself had to submit to John's ministry. He had to submit to John's ministry, which was the ministry of baptism. Glory to God. And now the Bible tells us even that Joshua was the one that used to pour water on the hands of Moses. Glory to God. He was the one that used to pour water on the hands of Moses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there a particular thing that you are desiring right now? Is there a particular unction? Is there a particular uh, gifting in the spirit that you, that you that your gatekeeper operates in? Glory to God. You must assume the position of humility. You must assume the position of servitude. Glory to God. This is what you must do. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when Jesus came, Jesus said the Son of Man did not come to be served, but he came to serve. Hallelujah. So he came to serve first, and now the whole world serves him. Every Christian believer is serving the Lord Jesus, is serving the Master. Oh my goodness, what a privilege. What a great privilege. What a great honor that we can be called bond servants of Christ, that we can be called servants of our Lord Jesus Christ. What an absolute great honor. So now we read in the book of Numbers that God said to Moses, anoint Joshua in front of the whole congregation so that they may obey. So after, after a time of service, 
the Lord will reveal you unto the world. You see, brothers and sisters, I want you guys to be to be mindful of one thing. You may be so zealous, you may be filled with so much zeal, you may be filled with so much desire to serve the Lord, but you have to realize that there must come a time of servitude. There must come a time where you are serving under a gatekeeper, that you must be serving under somebody who has the keys to your destiny. You see, you cannot achieve your destiny overnight. You have to serve. You see, Joshua served Moses tirelessly without complaint. He served him with a pure heart until the Lord said, Now, Moses, it is time for you to anoint my servant, um, Joshua, the son of Nun. Glory to God. This is another example. This is amazing. Now, I'm going to read something from, uh, for you in the book of Acts chapter 9. So if you have your Bible, turn to Acts chapter 9. This is such a powerful such a powerful verse here. We read again about the conversion of the Apostle Paul when he was called Saul. Glory to God. I'm just going to read the first few verses and I'll um, uh, elaborate a little bit more. So Acts chapter 9, I'm going to read from verse 1. It says, But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus. So that if he found any belonging to the way, Christianity used to, Christianity back then used to be called the way, hallelujah, and still is the way, glory to God. So it said that, into, and he asked for letters so that he can arrest the disciples that belonged to the way, hallelujah, that belonged to the way, and it still is the way, glory to God. It says that men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, Damascus. And suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Can you imagine that? He heard a voice and immediately he responded with Lord, Master. And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. And he said, but rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are, what you are to do. Can you imagine this? It says that, I'm going to read this again, it says, but rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. It says, and then the men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. There's in, in other uh, renderings, it says that he spoke in the Hebrew tongue. It says that when Jesus appeared to Paul, he spoke in the Hebrew tongue. So it, he spoke in the language that they understood. But in that particular moment, they could not understand what he was saying to Saul or Paul rather says that then the men stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Glory to God. I want you to tell you something, brothers and sisters, that our Lord still functions in this mighty and supernatural way until today. Glory to God. And then it says, Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, neither ate, nor drunk. Glory to God. So he was he entered into a fast immediately after three days. And then it says in, in verse 10, now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, rise and go to the street called Straight. You see that the Lord was doing something in Paul in that moment. He led him to a place called Straight. Hallelujah. He, hallelujah, he led him into a place, to a street called Straight. And at the house, and then said the Lord said to him, 
And once you go to that place, and at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, hallelujah. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might again regain his sight. Hallelujah. So I'm going to go a little bit back to that encounter that Jesus, that, G, that Paul had with Jesus. Jesus said to him, but rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. So then the Lord already began to show Paul in a vision. Can you imagine? He lost his sight, but he's seen. Glory to God. He lost his physical sight, but his spiritual sight is now open and it's been unveiled through visions of what he is to do. Glory to God. And in that vision, he saw Ananias coming and lay his hands on him that he may restore his sight. Hallelujah. You see, the Lord also understood the power of gatekeepers. So Ananias was a gatekeeper. He had jurisdiction over that particular place, over that region. And the Lord said to him, obviously, I mean, he, Jesus just appeared to him. He could have said, why, well, Lord, why don't you open my eyes? Why don't you open my eyes? Because, I mean, you are all powerful, you're almighty. But the Lord said to him, no, go and subject yourself. Go put yourself under. Glory to God. Assume the place of humility and Ananias will open your eyes. So Ananias had jurisdiction and he had power over that region. He had authority over that place. And therefore, the Lord requested him that you go and lay hands on Saul. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then as you read further on, Ananias went on and met with Saul and laid hands on him. Glory to God. So the Lord used this particular person to unveil um, a destiny that is going to be before the Apostle Paul. And, you, and some of you probably already know the amazing things that is done later on. Um, for the gospel, glory to God. So as you can see that there is amazing things that the Lord does. They are patterns. They are patterns. Remember, like I said earlier, your, your destiny, your purpose is tied to that gatekeeper. I hope, you've be, I hope you've already started to think about who those gatekeepers are. And just to give you further more examples, you read about Elijah and Elisha. Elijah was Elisha's gatekeeper. Elisha would follow Elijah everywhere. To every town, Elijah said to him, no, okay, stop. I will have to continue this journey on my own. But Elisha would say, no, I will go with you. I will not let you go. But Elisha would continue following Elijah. And then Elisha requested that, Lord, I want a double portion of your spirit. He said to him, Master, I want a double portion of that which you have within you. And Elijah said to him, you are asking a hard thing. But he did not say it was, he did not say it was impossible. He said, what you are asking is very difficult. But if you can see me be lifted, be caught up by the chariots of heaven, then you shall have what you say. You shall have that which you desire. And as you know, Elisha then saw his, 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 his prophet. He saw his gatekeeper being taken up. And what happened? Elijah gave Elisha his mantle. And Elisha began to walk in that same unction. Glory to God. How amazing is that? So remember your destiny is tied to the one whom the Lord has assigned to be your overseer, glory to God, or to be your gatekeeper. And remember, service is very important. You see, we sometimes when you have a lot of young believers, they want to just go out and do amazing things. And look, that is wonderful. That is great. That is what the Lord has called us for. But there's, a, there's, a, there's an order. 
there's a prescribed order, there's a prescribed way the Lord desires for us to function and to abide in. Hallelujah. The Lord often will send people ahead of you to help you in your journey, to help you in that which he has called you to do. We even later on read, we can even read about David and Samuel. Samuel was David's gatekeeper. Samuel has helped King David in many things. The very first encounter, the Lord sent Samuel into the house of Jesse, David's father, and said to him, anoint that one, King David. And from that moment, Saul began to work, uh, Samuel began to work with David to help him in his purpose, to help him in his destiny. But you must hearken yourself. You must begin to assume the position of, of servitude. Because remember, before you can be served, you have to come to a place of service. You must have a track record of service. Glory to God. You see, a servant can no longer, a servant cannot be greater than his master. If you want to walk in a greater dimension, if you want to walk in a supernatural capacity and supernatural ability, you must always find yourself in a place of service. Because remember, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but he came to serve. Glory to God. But that is the birthing ground. That is the birthing ground for that destiny for it to be accomplished. That is the birthing ground. Glory to God. So it's very important from this moment on, begin to realize and begin to think about those gatekeepers the Lord has placed in your life. And as you do that, I am sure it's going to lift you and it's going to bless you and begin to serve because that is, that is what we are called to do. We are called to serve one another um, as fellow believers in Christ. And for those who are listening right now, um, if you've never experienced Jesus, if you've never heard of Christ, um, I want you to begin to open your heart to him, begin to seek him, begin to, begin to desire him. The Bible says that he that seeks will find. He that asks shall receive. Glory to God. The one who knocks the door will be open to him. Glory to God. And I want to pray for you right now. If you would bow your head and lift up your hands to the heavens. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for every listener that has listened to this um, mini um, teaching, Lord. I pray that you may bless them. I pray that you may help them, Father, locate those whom you have called to help them and to guide them in their destiny, Father. I pray that you may enlighten the eyes of their hearts, Father, with your word and with your Holy Spirit, that they may see, Father, that they may know the hope of your glory, Lord. And Father, for those who don't know you, Father, may you begin to unveil yourself to them in a greater measure, in a greater capacity, Father. May their hearts be full, Father, of your presence. May their hearts be full of you, Lord God. And Father, may their hearts be open to hear from you and to receive your undiluted word in the blessed name of Jesus. Father, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Well, that is it for today's episode. Um, thank you again for tuning in. Um, may the Lord keep you. May he bless you. And until next time, have a lovely, lovely, lovely week. Take care. Bye. That's this week's episode of Uncovering Jesus. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.